Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim LaCoe. Jazz fall to the Bulls uh, tonight, 126 to 118. Let's go right out to Coach Hardy. Up seven, nine-something minutes left, and then they're up ten mm-hmm. during that stretch. Are you happy with that? Uh, no, not at all. Um, it, they hit some threes, and then, you know, DeMar kind of had his way. We just didn't do a good enough job at the point of attack. Um, and then we got caught with our hands in and we went for a pump fake. And, you know, he's a he's a very crafty scorer. But I think you have to – the learning moment for our team is that guys can make two or three hard shots in a row and you still have to maintain your discipline and commitment to the to the game plan and to playing – with the level of intensity that you need on defense, you can't let three tough shots deflate you. And I felt like that's what happened in those moments. We just, our energy level just went down. Our shoulders kind of went like, oh God, like they made three shots in a row. And that's, that's the way it is. Like we make three shots in a row all the time. And you have to be able in those moments to bounce back and um, you know maintain your level of focus because that's where eight-point runs turn into 14-point runs um, when they can make a couple and we can get good looks on the other end and just miss. It doesn't mean that you're playing terrible, but the emotional part is hard not to get caught up in, and I think that's where you know our team is, is, is learning that, that you can play well and things not go your way, and you have to maintain your focus on you know, your approach, not just the results. Did you guys... Um... Did you, you know, see a significant change in your rotation when guys started getting into foul trouble? Because I know you have multiple guys that, you know, have tough nights in terms of that. Yeah, you know, the fouls puts you in some in some tough spots. You have to make some decisions based on what lineups are working, not working. Um, you know, Walker picking up his fifth, and they had Drummond on the court 
you know, that's why we went to Rudy and, and Lowry together. We thought it was a good opportunity to try to spread out Drummond. And I think, you know, for the most part, that went well on the offensive end. And then, you know, in those moments, that's when Patrick Williams hits two threes and Kobe White finds one in transition. So, um, yeah, fouls, it always makes you have to adjust, but that's that's just part of the job. Um, we have to make decisions in the moment based on who they have in the game and who we have on our team, um, trying to put the best group out there to, to try to win the game. DeMar is a tough cover, especially for young guys, because of how much he'll draw offensive mm-hmm. fouls, um, or draw defensive fouls, yeah. Ochai was guarding him for a lot of the time that he was in the game, and then also Taylor. I think Taylor fell for a pump fake mm-hmm. one time. But, I mean, is it impressive that, like, those two guys can be on the floor guarding DeMar DeRozan and not foul out, basically? <laughs> yeah, it's it, – DeMar is – you know, I had the, the pleasure of coaching DeMar um, for a couple of years, and so I got to see up close how good he is with his footwork and his ball fakes. And, you know, he's such a tactician – in those isolation situations as a scorer and um, he tests your discipline. And I thought both of those guys had good moments and, you know, they also had a, wow. (laughs) Are your ankle joints okay or do we need... Wow. That's okay. Could you just send me the YouTube link afterwards so I could watch what you're watching? No, it's it's all right. (laughs) I mean, oh, God. The game wasn't good, but, man, I mean, you know, just – I'll be done in a second, I promise. I know I'm boring you to death. Jesus. (laughs) I mean (laughs) – Wow. Oh, that's okay. I, what were we th- – yeah. I think when you foul DeMar once, that I think what happened to both those guys is you end up backing off. You start only thinking about fouling, and so you stop contesting. You're not guarding him quite as close, and then he gets to shoot a couple rhythm jump shots. So those guys will go back and watch those. You know, this is this is part of the, the life of our team right now is you just get thrown in the fire. It's like I, I don't care, and we don't care – that you don't have much experience guarding the best scorers in the NBA, but this is this is our team, this is our roster, and um, you know you have to be willing to to be put in those situations. And I think those guys have approached it very very well. Um, but when they go back, they'll they'll probably see that there were a couple where they get caught with one foul, and then they're so worried about fouling that they they almost stop guarding, if that makes sense. And I think. That's what makes DeMar such a special scorer because it's not just physical what he does to you. It's psychological. Like you get so worried about fouling him because he's so crafty that um, he's able to almost take away your pressure. Coach, I had another good night, mm-hmm. um, especially offensively. I I know that you talked about it last, or in Houston, but his shooting numbers like weren't great for the Stars. And so like he's been struggling to, I guess, find confidence with that. Mm-hmm. How is he able to just like pop in the last two games and just have that confidence? Yeah, it's his time with the stars and in the NBA is a small sample size. Um, 
you know, Ochai was national player of the year at Kansas and won a national championship. Like, it's not like he's never played good basketball and he was a very good shooter while he was there. I think it's about finding a little bit of rhythm, understanding when the shots may come, where they may come from, and, you know, having the the feeling that we all have a lot of confidence in him shooting the ball. Um, You know, he's now seven for his last eight from three. And as much as I love Ochai, I don't anticipate that to be the rate of his shooting for the rest of his career. But um, he's just stuck with it, and he's kept the right approach every single day to a couple of misses doesn't mean that you can't shoot. Like, there's way more of your life that says you can shoot than not. And um, I'm, I'm happy that he's having some success because I think he really feels and knows now that he belongs. Kind of piggybacking off of, of that. Um, it was morning. It was morning catch and shoot tonight. It was, you know, putting the ball down on the floor. He made a really nice pass off the pick and roll to uh, to, to Jared for mm-hmm. a layup. Uh, got to the basket uh, and got 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 on top of the rim. You know, where was last? I mean, it just seemed earlier in the season it was like, all right, I'm either going to catch and shoot or I'm going to swing the ball. And now you're starting to see a little bit more evolution. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you. You make a bunch of threes, teams are going to start running at you, and that gives you the opportunity to drive closeouts. I think early in the year, you know, you're a rookie, you haven't played much. Teams are going to make you prove it a little bit before they start running you off the three-point line. And so obviously the last two nights he's had some success, and I thought early in the game he made the right reads. Teams were closing out a little, you know, the Bulls were a little bit short on the closeout, and so he shot. And then as the game went on, they really started running at him, and he did a great job of adjusting and, you know, putting the ball on the floor and making a quick decision. So, you know, as your reputation changes as a shooter, teams will start to respect you more and, and run at you some. And so that's when I think we're going to get to see the rest of Ochai's game. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, there you go. Jazz head coach Will Hardy after a tough loss to the Bulls tonight, 126-118. to 118. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz post game. I'll tell you what, I've been there, man. Make sure you uh, silence that cell phone in the post game. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what that that reporter was watching. Obviously, he was quite embarrassed, <laughs> sick that he was quite embarrassed. But well, yeah, make sure that cell phone's off. Yeah, and I, I couldn't figure out like if the, they weren't right near it because it went on for. I don't know, but I, I guess we've all been there too. When your phone's going, and then you start to go, he's, he's like, watching a video or something. Yeah. It wasn't even a ring. It was. It was very. Yeah, but it could also been on a laptop, maybe like maybe. when an ad pops up. But had, coach was like, what, time are, what are you doing? I know it was kind of a bad loss for her. What are you watching? <laughs> that was pretty good stuff. Oh, man. He has been really level. I mean, that was a that was a hard fought game and he touched on a lot of the you know, the stuff we'll get into, but I thought the Jazz fought hard. I thought the defense kind of as he said, they started to you know take guard without fouling a teeny bit too far, and that can happen. And it's it's why you have to be really careful with with messaging. And um, but yeah, I thought the Jazz played really really good. You know, through three quarters in the fourth quarter, Chicago being the home team just kind of played off that energy. Well, uh, Kessler and Olinick didn't get that message because they both had five personal fouls apiece. Walker Kessler got five fouls in 13 minutes. That's not easy to do. Not easy. And, and you know, a, a byproduct of being new in the league, I did see one play really made me happy, and I know you looked at me like I was crazy, but it was a simple rebound. But if you'll remember the last time these two teams played, 
Uh, Walker Kessler played five total minutes because he could not keep Drummond off the boards. Um, and he went and checked him, moved him, went up and got a really hard rebound, ran the floor, and scored the other other side against Drummond. So progress, growth, not always linear, but uh, those little moments in the game were good to see. Lowry Markinen had uh, 28 points tonight to lead the way for the Jazz, 12 of 20 shooting, and dunked Vooch into the Stone Age. One of the best dunks I've seen right over top. And they might have to throw this dude in the dunk contest, man. He's got eight dunks tonight. He's got more dunks than – it's crazy. Eight dunks, dunks tonight. He had eight dunks tonight. Wow. Eight. That's amazing. Well, 28 points tonight for him, 18 for Jordan Clarkson on 7 of 14 shooting. How about another game, another career high for Ochai Obaji? 7 of 7 shooting in 20 minutes, 19 points. He was 4 of 4 from 3. Mike's made you know the comment about Kessler being an all-star. Um, I love what I see in Ochai just being a really, really good, um, you know, acquisition to be able to grow and be like a three and D. You know, he doesn't have to do all the, all the other stuff, but I, he's built, totally built to be a three and D guy, and it's so fun to watch his progression uh, make those shots tonight. But Zach Levine had 36 on 12 of 21 shooting, and Demar Derozan had 35 on 13 of 22 shooting. And uh, we're way too much for the Jazz in the fourth quarter. The Bulls outscored the Jazz in the fourth, 42-29, to 29, which is just amazing. And Vucevic may have got dunked on, but he did have 15 points and 16 rebounds tonight as, man, the Bulls poured it on in the fourth quarter. Well, what's crazy is the Jazz did the very same thing to the Bulls in the third. They outscored them 40-31. to 31. So, really, just uh, the Bulls kind of flipped the tide, and it was that mid-range. You know, that was what we feared, and if it became to be a close game. Because they're going to run plays for DeRose and, and Levine, and they're going to take shots. You can contest them the best you can, but they're either going to go in or they're not. And tonight... Um, you know, defense in my mind, I thought Will said it. It got a little bit complacent, um, but they made tough shots too. And so you, yeah, the Jazz fought, but that fourth quarter just got away from. Them. All right, the Jazz fall tonight, one twenty-six to one eighteen. With that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way, coming up short shortly tomorrow afternoon. They'll be in Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. That game will tip off at 4. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have more post-game sound. We'll continue to get Coach Lacombe's thoughts as well. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacoe. Jazz Post Game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. 
Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz come up short against the Bulls tonight, 126 to 118. Uh, the Jazz shot 49.5% from the field, uh, Coach, which is uh, much better than the 39% they were shooting at half, uh, but not good enough. The Bulls shot 53% from the field and got big nights from their two big scorers, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. And the Jazz, I, I thought that um, you know through three quarters, I really do believe, and, and particularly that third quarter, the Jazz has played with the pedal down. Um, everybody caught it and was very aggressive um, making a move, you know, really kind of attacking the paint. It really opened up everything, and then uh, the, the fourth quarter happened, and the Bulls kind of, every, it's almost like the, that pedal got tipped the other direction. So uh, the Bulls kind of take advantage of uh, uh, those two guys, really, Levine and DeRozan's ability to be nearly unguardable in the fourth quarter, and they pull it out. And how about Drummond with another big game against the Jazz off the bench in just 12 minutes, had 11 points on 5-of-5 five five shooting, 4 rebounds. Big game for a big man. He is huge. I mean, his screen has been certified by the NBA as a double stagger. <laughs> just him alone? Just him alone. Just him alone. Yeah, he's a, uh, he's a large human, that's for sure. And he's had two good games against the Jazz this year. And there are only two meetings, but really it was the DeRozan uh, and Zach Levine show, and then Vucevic with 15 and 16 uh, had a, a nice, nice player, nice maybe. night as well. Yeah, he he is a nice player. I liked him in Orlando. And uh, I don't know if that, that trade put the Bulls over the top, I think, like they were hoping it would when they made it phew, a year and a half ago, two years ago now. Sorry, it all yeah, runs. It was two years, it was all runs together at uh, at the trade deadline, uh, but he's a he's a really good player. I don't know if I'm putting the Bulls in the contending category quite yet, but we talked about this with Locke in the pregame. I mean, they're better than a couple of teams in the playoff picture right now. And you see them, you know, they, we've seen it all all through history. But uh, a team that doesn't necessarily have the the best regular season and gets in there into the playoffs, this team will be hard to play in the playoffs because they're so good in the half court and. Those two guys can really control the whole pace of the game. So, yeah, they're, they're a team I believe that's getting better, but like you say, not ready to throw them into any kind of list. You know what I like about DeMar DeRozan? And I'm sure he's Booner's favorite player in the league as a result. He's like, I've got an old-school game, man. And I know that uh, with San Antonio, he's kind of trying to push it out and shoot the threes more. And he did not take one three-point shot tonight. Out of his 22 uh, shots, not one three-pointer. And he's just saying, this is this is my game, this is how I'm going to play, and I can be effective. He had 35 tonight, went to the line 10 times, and continues to play basketball at an unbelievably high level. He does, and he's fun to watch. You know, he's a guy who um, is, you know, he gets it going. You can be right there on the catch. You can get a hand up. Uh, he just has an uncanny ability uh, to, to find ways to score. And uh, he's he's been a good fit for them. I think those two guys. I, I was intrigued by it, how it'll work, and I think they're still working. Sound like it? I listened to the Locked On podcast for the Bulls today coming in, um, and they were talking about how it's been a you know thing for those guys to kind of coexist and figure it out. But to Locke's point, uh, you agreed with him at the time. I didn't feel like it was a, his my turn, his turn. No. I felt like the Bulls did a nice job of just getting into offense and sharing it, and you know the ball ball found the hot hand. Wonder if Lonzo Ball could ever get healthy. How much he'd help this team? He's so good in in the open floor, and I think that that's where this team could be exceptional. If they're as good as they are in the half court, 
Um, but then if they are able to kind of force turnovers or, or get out and push it a little harder, I think he'd be great for him in the open floor and just maybe make him a little bit more dynamic that way. Because a couple more guys on this Bulls team, and they're really good. They are. I, I mean, I like the guys they've got. I like we were talking off the air. I mean, Caruso didn't play tonight, but I love Caruso. Uh, I think he's a, a perfect teammate You know, on a team that, like you said, knows his game, knows what he's supposed to go, go do out there and isn't going to try to do a whole lot more. For the Jazz, Taylor Horton-Tucker had 12 tonight. Uh, team high plus 21 in the plus minus, by the way. He also had five assists and a rebound and closed the game. Uh, Coach Hardy's gone to tail in a couple nights now. Anything we can read into it? No, not really. I think just that he's talked about he had He warned us in the beginning of the year, I'm going to do this a little different, and we're going to go with you know how it is that night, that day. And so I think that that's what he's going. I thought Taylor had a nice night. He was aggressive. He had that really nice hammer dunk. Um, I know Chris, our buddy from... Vivint Security was sitting with us in here, and we all three kind of hooted and hot on that one. It was a nice dunk. So it was. Um, well, let's not get Chris in trouble. He just he just poked his head in briefly. Of well, course, no, he was doing he a was, wellness check. He'd seen the light off. He was uh, diligently I working. Had a migraine. So he just came in to, and happened to see the dunk. Just a little bit. Yeah, just just checking in. Just just poking his head in. I mean, right he never right spends time. More than. Never mind. No, no, a couple of seconds uh, hanging out. Shout out to Chris, by the way, and everybody uh, in the Vivint. Um, well, it's everybody's here tonight because it's Monster Jam. So everybody out there in the Vivint crew, we got to see everybody tonight, even though the Jazz played on the road. Yeah, it's always a weird phenomenon. You go through security with a bunch of people, and like, wait, this is a oh yeah. Then you hear them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back to Chicago. Here's Lowry marketing. Them, they made they made shots. They made some tough sh- shots, and then there's some that we can do a better job. That we're going to learn from, but they made a good amount of shots, and that's. I'm sure there's some shots that we took that let them in transition or turnovers, or I can't remember exactly what happened, but just things like that we that we can control that kind of fuel them and uh, just try to make it tough on them rather than give them easy ones. Uh, I know Kobe, Kobe White hit one in transition on me, and uh, so. It's got to learn from kind of take the easy ones away. When you guys were up seven, um, nine minutes ago, did you feel like you were a couple of stops? Like if we could just get a couple of stops, we could really just kind of take control? Yeah, we just tried to stay in the moment. I didn't think of it that way. It's just we knew that we got to get stops. That's a good offensive team that can get hot, and there's a lot of good players. So, of course, it's not easy. We tried our best, but we just got to lock in on those moments and, try to get those couple of stops and that we could get out and transition and run a couple of easy ones, but we'll learn from it. It's a tough one again, but just got to get better. Those last couple looks that you had, those feel good? Yeah, they felt great. Uh, probably the best we felt all night, especially the first one. I thought that was in, and uh, I mean, second one too, they felt great, but obviously they, they got a good contest on the second one, but that, that felt good right when it left my hand, and uh Unfortunately, hit the back rim tonight, but um, just I got a not a couple of those down. But I think the game is won in defensive end. So your uh, dunks, I think, too tonight. Just obviously, people look at the shooting usually with you, but how much is that part of your game growing? Just finishing around the rim and finishing with authority like that. Just trying to get there. It's a different look to give defense. That's going to wreck. And uh, obviously, I know I can make shots, but if they're not coming naturally or you miss a couple and then especially you try to emphasize of going to the rim and the dunks part is just 
even if you miss it, a lot of times you get to the free throw line. So just try to think of it that way. That of course I want to make the dunk every time, but sometimes it's getting to the free throw line or just being in the bone, especially just try to get, go to the rim aggressively. And uh, so try to learn from. Is it fun to see a, a vet as yourself, see a young guy like Ochai uh, play so well? Back, I mean, two games straight with uh, career nights. Yeah, he's been working hard. Uh, I'm happy he gets the opportunity and he's taking advantage of it. Uh, we see him every day putting that time in, and uh, I'm happy for him. And he's a, we're going to need him in the future for sure. So glad he's staying ready. You know, Larry, it's easy to say it took six years and, and the journey you've been on to become the player you you've been this season and other people might say that leaving the Bulls is was something that needed to happen for you to get uh, good at what how do you see it uh, I wouldn't think that way I think it just ran its course it wasn't the time for me and I, I know I've gotten better as a player gotten more mature as a person uh, so I think it just takes time to evolve and uh, obviously it's a process of everyday working and uh, just sometimes it's like I feel like I'm in the right place and the right time, just clicking with the coaching staff system and uh, with the guys I'm around, surrounded with. So I wouldn't see it that way. It's, just, it's a different path for everybody. So I have good memories from Chicago. Uh, of course, it didn't end the way that we wanted, but just have good memories from here. And uh, so it's always fun to come back. You have it. Uh, this is obviously your first time playing here as a visitor, but kind of what emotions do you Second have? Time. Yeah, with the play last year. Think about that. Yeah. What are your emotions coming in for this game, like coming back to the place you started? Uh, it's going to mix. It's fun. Um, it's fun. They get, they have a great crowd. It gets loud in there. and uh, So just fun to come, come back and obviously see the guys that I was spending a lot of time with my first four years. So. Of course, we're still looking for that first win, and uh, we'll keep going. We'll see if that happens next year. There you go, Lowry Markinen. His uh, post-game comments as Lowry had a nice night tonight. His homecoming, uh, well, second one anyway, as he corrected the reporter there. 28 points, uh, 12 of 20 shooting. We'll talk more about that coming up next. Jazz post-game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Uh, Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruwiz.com. Jazz fall to the Bulls tonight, 126 to 118. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my! Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz fall tonight to the Bulls, 126-118. to 118. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Featuring the My Subaru Is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at MarkMillerSubaru.com. Coach Combe during the break just poked his head across the hall. Check out the monster truck action. Any update for us? Well, there's, some, uh, there's definitely a fume. There's some fumes, lots of fumes. There's lots of people in there. Oh, man. Yeah, this is crazy popular. I heard it was a sellout for earlier today. And uh, a lot of kids with uh, big smiles on their face. Oh, so man. good job, Looking parents. Looking like they're having a good and time. And grandparents and everybody else. I think they've got 
I don't know. Chris disagreed with us on this, our, our friend from the security staff. But I think they have one more tomorrow for matinee, so if you didn't have a chance to see it. But Jazz came up short tonight. They are back at it tomorrow, so Jazz, a couple of back-to-back road games. And don't forget, Donovan Mitchell's return is on Tuesday. Uh, but the Jazz came up a little bit uh, short against the Bulls. We heard from Lowry Markin in the last segment, uh, Coach. And uh, what would you think? He was disappointed, obviously, in the L above all. Yeah, and that's what he wanted, you know, especially a season sweep. Uh, the Bulls uh, won both games. So uh, he, he definitely got after, um, you know, he, d- he did a great job of doing his part tonight, and I thought he played on attack. I do bef- believe he was – this was personal, you know, and I think he, was, he played like he was chewing nails. Um, but it really was a couple of things here and there, like we talked about all year long in that fourth quarter um, – Chicago made shots and the Jazz struggled to keep them, you know, uh, at bay. And the Jazz did not make as much many shots as they did in the third quarter. Um, and so, you know, like Coach said, they kind of hung their heads, and it happens a little bit. And before you know it, you're, you're you know, you're you're up against it. Well, you know, in recent games, honestly, and you go back to the five-game losing streak where they lost by a combined total of 15 points in those five games. They had trouble getting stops in key possessions down the stretch. That was not the case tonight, only because they didn't get stops the whole quarter. It wasn't just, I know Locke dove deep a little bit into the the clutch stats in the broadcast, and I get all that, but they just poured it on from the onset. They only missed four field goals in the entire quarter and scored 42 points. This is a good symmetry. The Jazz, with a really high number, 42% 42% of their shots tonight were at the rim. So that, that number's high for them. It's probably in the top 10% of, the, of games this year. Um, I said it felt like the Jazz were playing downhill, and, and that shows that they were. And then the three-point shot, they were able to get threes. Um, they just didn't make threes tonight. You know, they, they took 42% of their shots as threes, um, but only made 293 So in my mind, like Beasley, I don't know how many games the Jazz can win when they don't get an output from a guy like him. You know, you get six, eight points, but he had a rough night, really rough night. Let's take a look at the Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. Proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team. Rebound leader, tonight's Master of the Glass by a long way, Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, who had 14 rebounds to go along with his 15 points. So a nice night uh, from Vanderbilt. The Jazz next highest rebounder was Walker Kessler, who had seven boards in 13 minutes, which is uh, certainly a nice total for him uh, given the minutes. But uh, Nikola Vucevic, what a what a night rebounding for him. 16 rebounds to go along with his 15 points. Uh, the Jazz were out-rebounded tonight, Coach, 44-39. to I thought the Jazz put up a pretty good fight on the glass. Um the last game, remember, it was Drummond that had a ton of success on the offensive glass. But tonight, the Bulls as a team only had seven. Uh, the Jazz matched that total. So the boards, although they, they did lose the, that battle, it was you know not one where they got crushed. And I felt like that's what needed to have the Jazz have happen. Um, the assist numbers are f- phenomenal for the Jazz. 36 assists on 46 field goals. Gotta love that. Um, to only 22 for the Bulls. So that shows you the contrast in styles. The Bulls play down here with the ball handler, um, you know, and the Jazz are kind of moving that ball around. I'm honestly surprised the Jazz had 39 total rebounds if for no other reason than there were uh, there was a whole quarter where they didn't really have any available defensive rebounds. They were taking the net, uh, the ball out of the net the whole quarter. Yeah, I mean, it really kind of shows you 
Uh, the Jazz pl- had this game in a perfect spot there at the end of the third, but the game shifted and, and momentum changes. Uh, but it was definitely the Bulls' constant attack and the Jazz' inability to get stops. Um, where, as you say, there were no rebounds. Um, you know, to be able to get out and do anything with it. Any concern about uh, the Bulls making hay in the transition? Um, you know, not necessarily. Uh, it's certainly not going to be a problem. It's 100% fixed. And some teams will probably test you in that regard more than others. Uh, I do think the Jazz have certainly improved. It's visible. Um, again, the principle of defense, uh, defensive transition is just a balance. You want to send certain guys to the rim. Uh, you want to send other guys on the sprint back. And then there's a certain place you've got to get your the pickup point. And, and then once the ball's picked up, they've got to see a bunch of bodies. And I think the Jazz are definitely getting better at it. It's not perfect, and tonight um, gave up probably a little too much. But to their credit, the Jazz were also very good in offensive transition tonight, which I think is an area they can continue to get better at, too. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz come up short tonight against the Bulls, 126-118. to 118. We'll get to more coming up next. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Outcome is in the books. Let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim LaCombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Jazz Postgame, Jake Scott coach, Tim LaCombe. Jazz fall tonight at the Bulls, 126-118. to 118. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. I know we're talking basketball, but it just went final. The Jags beat the Titans 20-16, to 16, which sounds like a random football score to mention, but it does ensure that the uh, – Jacksonville Jaguars will now make the playoffs with Trevor Lawrence and one year removed from Urban Meyer. How about that? And you wanted them to win tonight. So I'm I did. Glad. I like when you, good things happen when you we have had, desire and it happens right there. By the way, just, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, Tim and I are in, um, in a radio studio up here on the fifth floor of Vivid Arena, and we have three l- large televisions in our not-so-large studio. But it does work out on a night like tonight where we had college basketball on one screen, we had the Jazz on the other, and we had uh, NFL football on in the middle. Quite nice. It's been fun this year that way. We've kind of been able to stay in touch. Sometimes you get up here and you're in uh, you know, one world, but we've been able to see a, a bunch of stuff. So the Cougs won, and the Aggies and Utes lost. Yes. And the Jags beat the Titans. So there you go. And the Jazz fall to the, uh, to the Bulls. I think we've caught them up. I, I think if you just got in the car, I think you are. <laughs> you're there. Like you're there. Uh, and uh, we'll keep an eye on the uh, monster truck, uh, monster jam standings for you, too. If people, if anybody has a request, let us know. Um, Jazz got 28 tonight from Lowry Markinen in the losing effort. Uh, they got 19 from Ochai Obaji coming in off the bench. Uh, we haven't talked about Mike Conley tonight, Coach. Uh, nine points, seven assists for Mike uh, but still struggling to shoot the ball. Three of nine from the field, three of five from three. But uh, team low, minus 26 in the plus minus. And listen, I don't. I try not to read too much into the old plus minus, but that is a pretty extreme number considering the next lowest number on the team was minus 11, Malik Beasley, in just 16 minutes. So I don't know. Yeah, that that one's a, a head scratcher. And I, as long as I've been around, you know, sometimes you 
I, I think you can gain a lot from plus minus, and I think sometimes it's just a, a bunch of numbers thrown in a barrel and you get what you get. Um, I did think Mike made positive plays for the team tonight. You know, one play that stands out was how he pushed and drove that really hard off the catch and got Ochai uh, that second half, one of his first three of the second half there in the deep corner. He just does all those things that make it make the game easier for his teammates. But he definitely is struggling to score and to shoot. Um, you know, I, you know, the the number. I don't know that we. I've been we've been doing this a long time, and he's actually known for a very positive uh, contribution in the plus minus. So, Led the league right yeah. two years ago. He and Rudy. So minus twenty six is definitely something. I yeah, we got to watch. I got to look back. At it, it is a flawed stat though, because it all depends on what lineups you're playing against, what the other team does, what lineups you're playing with. You know, it. Uh, yeah. I mean, remember uh, a couple of years ago when Mike first got to the team and the Jazz bench was so bad right at the beginning, and anybody who played with the bench rolls plus minus was just going to be through the floor because the bench was so bad, which had nothing to do with the starter necessarily. It was playing with bench guys, but it had to do with the teammates on the floor. So it is a flawed stat. But it does stand out to you when you look at tonight's box score that uh, Mike would have uh, such a low plus minus. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker in 19 minutes was plus 21. Yeah, so it, it's definitely interesting. But it's, you know, I think the, the constant, the thing that we definitely see this year is Mike's inability to, to get on any kind of role shooting the basketball. And it's not just threes, but it's, you know, all his little pull-ups and all yeah. that um, he did make a couple tonight. He made one early, and I was hoping he could kind of get on on a roll. But I think that that's what it's going to take is him just continuing to fight through it until he can uh, get to a point where he can make them consistently. Well, he's gone sleeveless. We were hoping that that yeah. would make the difference. but Maybe come back with the full sleeve. Just a complete body full suit. Full on like, uh, yeah, the only guy I know that did it was uh, was Nick Emery. He wore those full, full sleeves, you know. I always thought that that seemed hot. Yeah, he had a condition with, like, his arms would lose circulation. Oh. So he had to actually... The compression, compression on it? Yeah, yeah. help. That makes you know? a lot of sense. We'd actually keep a letter with us when we'd travel saying, yeah, this is he's not trying to just be cool. He's actually got to do this. But you're right. You don't see that. Oh, whole. man. Would, uh, would the conference bust his chops over that? or No, as long as we had, you know, just a referee, certainly the... The refs would come out and they analyze, hey, is everybody in proper uniform? So if you had any kind of deviation, which a long T-shirt is a deviation, you have to have a, a letter as to why. All right. Well, it seems a little strict. I always had in to keep the ugly and letter to you for me. You know, explain why you look so bad. Oh, come on. Like you look sharp. And- you look sharp in a suit. And back when you had to be uh, clean shaven down there at the Y, whew, looking good. Well, thank you. The hair was high and tight, high and tight, <laughs> like a, like a, like a different man down there. Now it's low, and flow. And you get to hang out in this uh, smelly little studio with me, <laughs> boy. How your life is taking a turn. <laughs> and Jamil, the worst part is Jamil just has to sit there and watch it all. Oh man, oh, we have fun, don't we? All right, uh, let's let's do the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Tonight from the line, the Jazz were 14 of 18, while the uh, the Bulls were 25 of 32. Man, the Bulls went to the line a lot. DeMar DeRozan himself was 9 of 10. Zach Levine was 6 of 7, as those two combined for 71 total points tonight. 
It's interesting. There were two plays, and it's kind of my beef with the NBA because I don't feel like – I felt like the Jazz were aggressive. So, um, you know, certainly going to the basket, you'd think if the other team's aggressive, you're aggressive, the fouls would probably be similar. But there was one instance where Jordan drove it. He took total contact, you know, through contact. He finished. He was really upset, jumped up and down, you know, did not get the foul. The very next play down the floor, DeRozan gets in there, takes similar contact, lays it in, gets the foul. And I, I have been around the game my whole life. I can't explain it. Um, maybe DeRozan has more of a reputation to, to close games in the fourth quarter. Maybe that carries weight. Uh, the thing that I do believe is always a factor is the home game, the, the home court. Refs don't like it to, uh, to get booed. They don't like to get booed. And I don't either. So I probably... Jump in line. I would be so curious to see like a long-term stat analysis on that because that's got to be so true, right? I mean, you couldn't even – hey, I love to bag on referees as much as the next guy, and I know uh, it's one of your favorite things to do these days as well. But it, it's almost like a uh, – it, it would it, – subliminal. Is that the right word? What yes. am I looking for? Subli- it, like, you know, you, you love to get cheered. You oh, don't yeah, like yeah. getting booed. No, there's absolutely right. And so it, if you've got a split second decision to to make, and when you know, kind of the the consciousness, your 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 subconscious. That's like what I'm looking for. Yeah. Subconscious is is making the is blowing the whistle or not. I could see that absolutely affecting uh, human referees. But nonetheless, I mean, I think that that's one area the Jazz have been good. They they've been good at getting to the line this year. So. Um, you don't look at that and go, oh, man, I think that's a strength of the Jazz. And tonight they play a team that those guys can really bounce it and they can get into spots and create contact. And, um, you know, that's that's their style of play. We saw that in the assist numbers, you know, the difference in those. Uh, again, those assist numbers, if you didn't hear earlier, the Jazz tonight, 36 assists on 46 made field goals, which might be a season high. We'd have to go back and look at that. It's close if it's not. Uh, the Bulls, however, 22 on 44, so 22 assists on 44 made baskets. Uh, the Jazz, by the way, led an assist tonight by Jordan Clarkson, who had eight assists, and I believe he only had one at halftime. He might have had two, so obviously a big second half in the assist department from uh, uh, from Jordan. But Malik Beasley and Taylor Horton Tucker each had five apiece. That's a nice number for them. That is a nice number, um, and, and certainly something we've talked about. It's been a point of emphasis. Everybody's got to help in that regard. All right, postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Play the game coming up next. We'll get some final thoughts from Coach Lacombe as well as Jazz Fall tonight to the Bulls, 126-118. to 118. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened. On the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh my! Horton Tucker at the helm. Chicago native. Went to Iowa State out of Simeon. Hard drive, left hand, snakes around on the Nash dribble, gives to Markin. Attacks movement at the rim and does damage! Oh my goodness gracious, Lowry Markin! How do you do? He just put Vukovic into the grave! A right-hand hammer by Lowry! My goodness! Right into the grave, Coach Lacombe. There's your play of the game. 
Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. What a dunk it was from Lowry Markinen right on top of Nikola Vucevic. The Jazz fall tonight, however, 126 to 118 in Chicago to the Bulls post game. Brought to you by our friends of Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. I thought that was a bigger, better dunk than the one he got Sabonis with. What was that, a week and a half ago? That was one of the better, uh, more forceful dunks I think we've seen in the league all year. No, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, we've seen some good ones. And if you haven't watched Shaden Sharp from Portland, his highlight reel, oh, my goodness gracious. Watch him. And he, he's supposedly going to be in the dunk contest, so we'll get up a, a very close look. But, I, um, yeah, Lowry's dunk, I, is, I haven't seen a better dunk Certainly, you know, that we've seen all year long. That that was beautiful. Well, and I said this with Locke. It wasn't an offensive foul either. You see so many of those dunks, and they are offensive fouls, and then don't get called whether it's leading with the arm, which which Lowry did lead a little bit with it, but did not got it down before it even made contact uh, with Vucevic. Like Aaron Gordon got one. Um, That's right. Uh, what was it, two it weeks against, ago? Yeah, Who was I re- it against? I remember it was uh, – it was a big game too, and it was a pivotal. And it call. was one hundred percent an offensive foul as he just ran over the guy. Oh yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. I mean those poster dunks nine times out of ten they're offensive he did fouls. Put him in the grave, and and this was that. not. I mean this was uh, that was such an impressive dunk. I don't know. Vooch was kind of half getting out of the way, half trying to contend it. I don't think he could made up. May uh, could make up his mind. And that, as usual, ends up being the exact wrong thing to do. Yeah, you just, he didn't react quick enough either way. So, hence, he just kind of greeted him when he landed. Yeah, see, I take I take the, the Kyle Corver way out every time. And that's just, I'm going to shuffle my way out of the way, put my arms over my head, and try and stay out of the picture. Yeah, just look up, exit sign, and go for it. I'm out of here. Yeah, done. I am out of here. Yeah, what a dunk. Uh, from Lowry Markinen. But the Jazz do fall tonight to the Bulls. Lowry finished the game with 28 points, 12 of 20 shooting as he continues to be unbelievably uh, efficient. Two of seven from three. He had four boards tonight, three assists. He had three steals. Um, the Jazz got 19 from Ochai Obaji, another career high for him. Uh, seven of seven shooting, four of four from three. My, did he have a game? One rebound, one assist. Uh, Jazz got 18 from Jordan Clarkson, 7 of 14 shooting from him. He also added eight assists. Jared Vanderbilt with a double-double tonight, 15 points and 14 rebounds. Taylor Horton Tucker got 19 minutes, 4 of 6 shooting, 12 points and 5 assists. The Jazz shot 49.5% for the field, 12 of 41 from 3 for 29% from 3 for the Bulls. 36 points from Zach Levine on 12 of 21 shooting. He was 6 of 10 from 3. He also grabbed eight boards. Uh, 35 points from DeMar DeRozan, 13 of 22 shooting, 9 of 10 in the line. He had seven assists and a couple of rebounds. And then uh, Vucevic with 15 points, 16 rebounds, and four assists. They also got 11 from Andre Drummond coming off the bench. But what a performance from DeRozan and Levine. Um, 71 points on 43 shots is is really amazing. It is amazing. And, um, you know, you're going to get those nights uh, where that's where that's going to be the case. I just was flipping through Twitter. There's a, a quote by Zach Levine um, uh, on Larry Markin from a Bulls insider, uh, Casey Johnson, um, at KCJ Hoop, but said uh, Zach Levine on Larry Markin, and he's 100% an all-star to me. 
So uh, nice words. I, I mean, I think it's now it's just it's not even a debate. Uh, I think he's going to be he's just putting up insane numbers right now. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, his resume. Well, I mean, if you look at his his stats, he he deserves it one hundred percent. They are all star statistics. Yeah, but the Jazz have uh, slipped a little bit in the wins department. I hope that doesn't cost him. Although the Jazz are far from the worst team in the league, I would, I would guess that uh, he's pretty safely in at this point. Although I'm knocking on wood because I'm not here to jinx anybody. I'm with you. I just I, I did, uh, responded in kind. Plus, I mean, I think everybody'd like to see, a, a, you know, a hometown player. I know the Jazz would. I know the franchise here would like to see somebody. Oh, it'd be so cool. Um, you know, I was. Were you here for the All Star game? Last time around? I was in town, yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I was around too, but I did not get to take much part, so it'll be interesting to see it all uh, in modern time, but it would be great and certainly great for the franchise and everybody involved. I did not uh, I did not get to participate in any of the events, but, boy, do I remember the game itself. It was one of the great all-star games across sports. It was. Oh, what, it was. Double overtime? And up and, like, they're all. John and Carl were all over it. They were the co-MVPs, obviously. But remember, Mark Price went bananas. I mean, it was one of those those great games. So, I don't know if all-star games are quite the same as they used to be. Maybe that's the nostalgia and me talking. But I I do not care for the all-star games anymore. It doesn't feel like they have competitive spirit. It felt like that that, in that all-star game, again, maybe this is me just being young and naive, but it felt like both teams wanted to win. I don't get that feel about all-star games anymore. Uh, it's it's ex- so exciting for this place. This is a basketball town, man. It's it entrenched, is. and I'm just thinking like the the big names that have played, you know, pivotal games in this city. You think about Bird and Magic playing up there on the hill. Uh, certainly, Jordan's shot here. It, you know, hate to remind everybody of that, but uh, certainly, you know, I know the Mecca is back there, but we can be uh, satellite Mecca. Didn't uh, one of Big T's games was here? During his run with NC State, yes, they played. Uh, they played in the Huntsman Center, I believe, before going. Before going, the the game itself, the championship was in Albuquerque. It was it was their first or second game. It was one of those. Right. Uh, it was one of those. But I mean, one of the most historic runs in NCAA tournament had a chapter here, and then of course Big T played the majority of his professional career here with the Jazz. Yeah, this, you know, it's become a, a real football market, too. It has. I mean, college football is a is a big, big deal uh, here in this town, but it has always been a basketball town. Yeah, it's and it's just, that's why it's going to be so great. And people, there's going to be all sorts of things you can do, you know, just to come downtown. T- downtown turns to kind of, you, you walk across the street, you know, Final Fours are like this, and you look to your left, and you're walking through the crosswalk with somebody, you watched on TV a million times, you know, so uh, I encourage everybody to get down. There's going to be some really cool things happening. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get a couple thoughts from you on this one before we uh, turn the page to tomorrow. Love the uh, love the way the guys competed. Um, hate the, the fact that it got away from him in the fourth. Uh, but it, I also say that that's where DeRozan, if they can get a game to that spot, um, that's where he and Levine really shine. Uh, they got a big game from Vooch tonight. I thought that was pivotal. And then the Jazz not making threes. Um, you know, if they make a couple more threes, they're in a good spot. But uh, the Bulls took 13 less threes and made one more than the Jazz. Mm. So, you know, it's just a night where, again, this is not a win by the three, lose by the three team, but that's a piece of that they got to have a pretty good chunk of. At least be better than that. Correct. Yeah, yeah you got to be better than 29-4. Yep.
All right. We want to say a big thanks to everybody who had a role in the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Locke, Ron Boone, doing a great job calling all the action. Thanks to our broadcast assistants tonight. Uh, thanks to Mike Smith, who jumping by uh, in the post game. As always, thanks to Jamil Hawkins, executive producer. Of the- it's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.